Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah, because I know a lot of you orange and blue guys messed up because you know I checked my Twitter. Yeah, y'all. Yeah, I'm going to knock that chest off. Now, it's Crockett and Stout. Let's go, boy! Former Broncos DB Ray Crockett. Come on, D! And Mark Stout. You gotta make a play, man. On Orange and Blue 760. Welcome back. We are live at Bad Daddy's Burger Bar here at Landmark. Come down, say hi to us. Ryan Edwards, Justin Adams. We're here for Monday Night Football as well as Bud Light Broncos Primetime. Dave, Rick, Jeff Hireman. We'll be along at 6 o'clock, so if you want to meet uh, the newest star of the Broncos offense, 10 catches this last week, I mean, that that's the guy, man. Yeah, you know, I played tight end in college, and I think he no, was uh, just a little bit better than me. It's okay. Well, it's fine. I don't know, man. I mean, if you would have given a chance, man, I mean, who knows? I'm just saying, I mean, you know. You sold yourself short. Could have did a little something-something, you yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> no, he had a great game. Did you ever have a 10-catch game? Uh, in high school, but in not, high school. Not, not in college, man. Uh, not, and I'll tell you what, those are some... D1 is a different animal, and to see what Jeff did this last week against uh, the Texans, really good game from him. Well, it was a good game for both times. I mean, yeah. Matt LaCosta, the 44-yard catch and run, that was uh, pretty impressive. And, and, I mean, obviously the Broncos are going to like to get the tight ends more involved. I, I, the good news, I think, ultimately for the Broncos is they're trying to replace the production of Demaryius Thomas is they have a lot of options. Uh, I mean, it's, it's a weird thing to say when you get rid of a guy that's a surefire ring of famer and uh, one of the best wide receivers the Broncos have ever had. You're now in a, in a position where you have versatility. There's a, there's a certain amount of, well, okay, what are we going to do with that? Well, some weeks it's going to be a tight end week. Some weeks it's going to be Deshaun Hamilton maybe getting a little bit more look. Um, I think there's a certain amount of consistency that with Emmanuel Sanders and Cortland Sutton that you're expecting. But then uh, you're going to be able to, to mix it up a little bit. Maybe even some weeks it's going to be more running backs out of the backfield. We uh, head out to the hotline and bring on Dan Cilio. You can find him on Twitter, at Dan Cilio Show. He's the host on 97.3 FM, The Fan, out in San Diego. Hey, Dan, you're on with Ryan Edwards and Justin Adams. How are you, man? Hey, man, thanks for having me, man. It should be a great matchup this weekend. Yeah, well, I mean, I think the Broncos are hoping so. <laughs> the last time, <laughs> right last on. time they were out in that area, it was uh, the opposite of that. Uh, they they got shut out, uh, and it it had been a it had been a bit for, since the Broncos had been shut out by an opponent. So, hey, look, let's talk about those Chargers, though. I mean, they are, they are absolutely rolling right now. Uh, Philip Rivers, uh, at least two touchdowns in every single game this season. Uh, what do you think is contributing to his consistency and that playing? It's got to be Melvin Gordon. I mean, look, Anthony Lynn was brought in for one reason for Buffalo. That was to improve the running game and try to figure out how to be able to get more years out of Phillip Rivers, and that's by running the football. The same kind of thing that you guys did when you were able to extend John Elway's career by developing running game. That's what we have here with a 35-year-old quarterback. We have a guy that needs to start passing the baton off to a running game. Melvin Gordon has been absolutely sensational, and one of the best free agent pickups that is flying under the radar has been Mike Pouncey. 
Mike Pouncey is bringing a style of, to the offensive line that they haven't had there since Nick Hardwick at the center position where you need consistency. That's the heartbeat of your offensive line. Every one of those guys that are there in the front five, everyone knows and pays the big money to the left LT. They know that guy makes the big money. But your quarterback inside uh, is your center. And that has been one of the biggest additions to that running style and for Phillip Rivers to be able to have a lot of time in the pocket. Look, he's been one of the most consistent guys there's been. I mean, over 200, complete, over 200 starts in his career. He's throwing the football exceptionally well. The wide receiving core is stepping up. They're really hitting on all cylinders. This looks like the old LT offense of the Chargers. Well, not only is the old offense looking like LT's there, but Phillip Rivers is playing like LT is there. He has 21 touchdowns and four interceptions on the season. What has happened? What has helped out? Uh, obviously, we know the running game has helped revive Phillip Rivers, but what else has been the, the catalyst of Phillip Rivers' numbers so far this year? You know, I, I would have to say that the relationship between he and Ken Wisenhunt has really started to take fold. Look, when they made a change there with Mike McCoy at the position of coordinator there and head coach, they did not fire the coordinator. They kept Ken Wisenhunt. You know, management believed that him and Philip Rivers had a great connection. If you remember right, the guy that was prior to that was Frank Wright. So there had been a good relationship with the two previous guys, and Philip really wanted to have Ken Wisenhunt as his OC. you got a guy that's been able to connect with him, and I really do believe you're starting to see a quarterback. I'm not suggesting that he's calling his own plays, but Philip Rivers has one of the best natural grasps for the game on what the play needs. He checks in audibles as well as anybody I've ever seen or played against. I mean, he is really doing a fine job at really taking the offense, taking the running game, and I'll tell you this, something that really has hurt him in his career has been his inability to be patient. He's more patient, letting the play develop. I think that's got a lot to do with the running game because when you're in a running style offense, you have to be patient. You just can't give up after a couple of yards and, you know, a cloud of dust there. You've got to stay patient and try to become a balanced football team. And I think that's the real catalyst here and why we're seeing him play so well. Chatting with Dan Cilio, who, of course, is a host to 97.3, the fan out in San Diego. How big a loss is Denzel Perryman? Uh, you know, I've said this before, and it kills me to say because he's one of my you brothers, man. But, you know, he's just been a swimp. I mean, and what I mean by that is he's just so undersized, man. I mean, he is a fine ball player. He runs to the ball. He scrapes well up and down the line of scrimmage. Man, but if I told you he was he was five foot 11, he needed a Tokyo phone book to stand on top of that to hit 5'11". <laughs> I mean, this guy's like 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, and I'm telling you, he's just so undersized. He's a great player. I don't know if you guys remember the old Sam Mills guy. He's kind of oh, yeah. that kind of player. But, you know, he... He just gets so banged up. And to your point, circle back around to it, I think it's a pretty big loss because one of the issues that the Chargers have had in the first eight games compared to what they've done over the last couple of weeks, their inability to be able to stop the run. They've done a really good job of that as of late. That's going to be a big hit to that, uh, uh, what they're trying to accomplish with uh, Gus Bradley there and trying to stop the run. I hear you guys have a pretty good rookie safety that's uh, leading the charge for all the what rookie of, defensive rookie of the year. And um, tell me more about this player. What what has he meant to your defense? How he has literally reshaped everything? You know what? Again, he's he's been this. I'm going to go back and go this route here with you. Tom Telesco has done such a great job. Not so much maybe in the first or second round, 
But what he's done is he's also done a great job at finding players like that and being able to fill gaps in the offensive line, finding third, uh, third team guys, because as everyone knows, the war of attrition in the National Football League, as you, know, as you guys know, when you get into the latter amounts of the season, what you look like in September compared to what you're going to look like in December, November, January, if you're fortunate enough to make it there, that is, again, that teams look so different. And so Telesco, the general manager of this football team, has found players like that in the latter rounds, has been able to go out and find people and, and been able to really fill gaps with uh, some really great drafting from five rounds down. Dan Cilio joining us here from 97.3 The Fan out in San Diego. What's the latest on Joey Bosa? Uh, you know what? Let me flip a coin here. I mean, maybe his dad. I, I'm starting to buy into what Rex Ryan's saying. Maybe he needs to ask his dad here or something where he needs to play. Mm. I mean, holy. I mean, the Chargers were prepared for him to play in week one. They were not. There was nobody saying anything about the injured reserve. They sat him out the last two games of the season, of the preseason. And this thing has lingered on and on and on. And. Every time I ask questions, and I get Tom Telesco on every week, and you know, every time I ask the question, ah, we're getting, you know, we're getting closer, we're getting closer. You know, it's almost like they've hidden it like a hockey injury. You know how you tell mm. somebody it's an upper body injury, and then it's really like a leg injury. You know what? This has been one of the biggest mysteries of the year, and it really, the whole relationship between the Boza family, starting with their negotiations from day one over five hundred thousand dollars in a rookie signing contract. Uh, th- this relationship has been kind of frosty, so I'm assuming he's back in the next two weeks. But I got to tell you, this thing here has really been one of the biggest mysteries the Chargers have had to overcome this year, and they've overcome some injuries. Uh, like you said, the injury to Perriman, the injury to Hunter Henry in the uh, a preseason there, and Jason Verrett. And yeah. yet, this football team has lost really some great football players and still been able to really you know, put themselves at seven and two and one of the top four teams in the AFC. Well, here's another mystery. Where will you guys eventually call home? I mean, you leave San Diego. You're now in Los Angeles. What's going to happen? Here's the deal here. You know, I'm fortunate enough that my radio show goes into L.A. And, you know, we're on FM now. And so, you know, it's it's a balancing act for me because you don't want to tick off, you know, the San Diego fans. And yet, you know, you're trying to appease all the Charger fans. And, you know, I'm a football guy. So to me, guys, you know, I, I stay out of that. However... To what your question is, okay? I have it. I have to say it. I mean, look, the, I still call them the San Diego Chargers. I'll tell you Come why. On. Because everyone on the air is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no one else gets it right. Everyone knows that team belongs in San Diego. Hell, the people in Los Angeles know yep. they belong in San Diego. So, I mean, I hear Kevin Harlan constantly on the air calling them the San Diego Chargers. I hear Boomer Esiason calling them the San Diego Chargers. So to me, guess what? I mean, they're in a soccer stadium now. Their lease is up at the end of the year. Where they end up playing, I don't know. Where the Raiders end up playing, I don't know. Um, I I, got to tell you, to be a renter and not have your own kingdom, and they're going to be a renter with Stan Kroenke's uh, gigantic uh, mausoleum that he's going to have in Englewood. Think about that for a second. Dean Spanos is the only owner that doesn't have his moat and kingdom. He's going to be doing this to Stan. Hey, Stan, the rent's in the mail. I mean, how pathetic is that there when you hear that? So I really, I mean, to say where they play, I don't know. 
Maybe I'd go to the L.A. Coliseum when the when the Rams move out. They need a home of their own, I think. No, no question about it. I mean, the last I heard that there there could be an eventual team back in San Diego, but I mean, as far as I I understand it, it won't be the Chargers. That's correct, right? Here's think of this for a second here. Okay, so anytime there's a new stadium that needs to be built. Somewhere, what did they used to do? They used to dangle the LA market out there and say, right. "Hey, if you don't, uh, if you again, we're going to sit here and hold your city hostage. If you don't build us a stadium, we're moving the team to LA." I think San Diego has just taken over that baton now because it really is a great fan base. You know, I think that the Spanos and the Rams might have a problem with three teams in Southern California. I do think the area can make it. Plus, maybe the Raiders would have an issue with that because the Raiders are even talking about coming down here and playing because everyone knows what a good market that it really is when it comes to football. So um, I I don't believe that they come here for the next 10 years. And if it is, it's going to be a rebranded team or or it would be like an expansion team because, I mean, uh, maybe what would happen is Dean Spanos gets an expansion team and the Chargers come back home. And they kind of flip-flop what they did in Baltimore with the Cleveland Browns, and they do something like that to give the city back um, its colors. So there's so many things that are out there, but there is a five-year deal on that where Dean has to hold the team. It's the Art Modell rule before he sells mm. it. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Last question here for you, Dan. Really good stuff, man. Really appreciate the time. Uh, one of the things I think that we're, we're selling out here in Denver is the notion – and again, uh, understanding that the Chargers are, are definitely a better team right now. They're, they're playing like a better team. But the notion that the Chargers, at least the, the games that they've won, haven't been the, the biggest level of competition. The two games they lost, the Chiefs, the Rams, those are really good teams. The ones they won, I'll, I'll tip my cap to the Seattle. It, it's tough to win that game up in Seattle. Uh, and the Titans have been uh, a little bit up and down. But otherwise, uh, what would you say to people that say the Chargers haven't really had a ton of tests this year so far i would agree but then isn't the league a league of parity i mean at the end of the day there's like two super teams that are in the nfl and everybody each and every single week it's a league of parity the nfl loves mediocre football this is the key (laughs) to the league's success it's having like two or three teams and mediocre football and we're such saps for it oh my god give me more football give me more football we tune on a game like the Bills and the Jets, and then I could throw up. And yet we still sit there and watch it. I mean, we love the NFL so much. It's so obnoxious to watch average football. There are good teams. You're right. And, you know, to sit there and say that the Chargers haven't played anyone, okay. So the Patriots have made a living for the last 18 years yep. in the AFC East. Right. Who they played for 18 years. That's a great point. That's By the way, point. before we let you go, you talk a lot about mediocre football. Um, I see this team in Florida. Uh, the Miami oh, Hurricanes God. is 5-5 five oh, five oh, right God. now. Um, hey, dude. I'm hanging up. I'm hanging up. Yeah, just <laughs> <insane>. <laughs> He's a guest. He's a guest. Come on, man. Where are you going? Are you ripping my cake? Holy cow, man. What's up with that? Look, you're, you're at Virginia Tech, and then you're at home against Pittsburgh. Are you guys going hey, to a bowl a game this year? The Colorado team has walked back a couple of days. Oh. What is that with them buffs, man? They walked back a bit. What's going on here, man? I, 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 
I love McIntyre, man, but you guys walk it back in room two now. Come on now. Yeah, yeah Justin is a former CU buff, so that, that's, oh, really? that's perfect. How did yeah. I guess? How did yeah. I get? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dan. Hey, great stuff, man. A really, really good time. Appreciate it. We'll have you on again. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Have a great one, guys. Right, take care. Dan Cilio, the Dan Cilio Show. You can check it out on Twitter as well. 97.3 The Fan. Wow, really good stuff. Man, look at you taking shots. <laughs> Taking shots, man. I didn't mean it. You, like, got, you got nothing, man. The bo- no. Guess. Yeah, there it is. That's that. That is it. That is it. That's that Justin that showed up. All right. We'll come back. We're going to sort through it. Ryan Edwards, Justin Adams. We're live from Bad Daddy's Burger Bar. Come down here. Hang out with us. We got some uh, football coming up a little later on. And, of course, Dave and Rick will be along with Jeff Hireman for Bud Light Broncos primetime. You don't want to miss it. We'll be back in Orange and Blue 760. Welcome back. Crockett and Stout, Ryan Edwards, Justin Adams hanging out live from Bad Daddy's Burger Bar here in Landmark. You want to come by, say hi to us. We'll be here uh, all the way to 7 o'clock-ish. I mean, hey, we got a Monday Night Football coming up. Some bragging rights on the line for my show, First and Ten at Ten, along with Steve Atwater and Andrew Mason. Steve took the uh, Giants tonight. That's literally my favorite response that's ever happened in radio. <laughs> Just starts laughing. Sorry. Go, yeah. go. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Hey, if they end up, hey, if they end up winning, though, Steve's coming after you. Come I'm on, like, Steve. <laughs> really? Uh, okay. He, t- he took the Giants. All right. Go I'm thinking about it, too, like, man. It's Nick Mullins. I know yeah, he had a good yeah. performance, but the Giants, eventually, <sighs> they'll bring it together. Yeah, we, we say that. We, we, we always say that about the Giants. But they don't bring it together. And now there's more conversation about when are they going to move to Kyle Aletta, who has his own things going on. The spider. <laughs> right, the spider. Very good. <laughs> Do you call him that, or is that? I, I mean, just made I it up just now. Okay. For, for, yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, so so there's no problem. They're, they're going from East Coast all the way to the West Coast. Right. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I got the 49ers in this one, and I understand it's Nick Mullins' second game in the history of life. Yes. Yet I somehow feel confident. Strangely confident. Yeah, it's not strangely confident. We're not picking the game yet. Stop <laughs> it. Oh, yeah. Stop right. it. You're right. We got we got a little bit of time with that. And with the, that, that sound, that could be Bad Daddy's Burger Bar, but it's probably the Crock-Pot presented by Grand Sea Casino and Hotel in Central City. Hit it. Stop eating. Eat it. Get yourself an egg and I'm sorry, what? Hold up. Hold up. I'm sorry. Tofu? Yeah, man. Tofu? Tofu's delicious. The tofu? Look, look A-Rod, we're, we're at a burger bar. Yeah, and yeah, only burgers looks- in the crock pot. So wait, wait, wait. No. Eat it, eat it, On track, <laughs> but like seriously, when I'm at your party Saturday night, you're gonna have some uh, some tofu for me, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so on the bottom of the flyer where it says bring your own appetizer or beverage, yeah, that's, you that's might on have, me. You might have to bring your own meal. 
Okay. All right. Bring my own everything. <laughs> yes. All right. That sounds good. That's fair enough. All right. Time for some crockpot. His with it, Anthony Rod. Oh, Rock. man. That was, a, that, was a, that was an interesting derailing there. All right. Here we go. So it's we're going to start thinking. That is indeed. We are going to start things off with the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Justin and BK talked about this uh, last, uh, last, last show. I want to talk a little bit about Dak Prescott. He says, quote, we just have to use this as momentum and continue to grow. This is a winning team. And it's great when you go on the road and win. It's the first time doing that this year. So it's important to us just to feel that and feel that energy in the locker room. Make sure we don't forget that. That's why, or excuse me, that's what we're trying to do every time that we go on the road or every game. Gentlemen, Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. Is this going to be momentum for them for the rest of the season or just meh, another game? Uh, I'll say, man, just another game. This team is too inconsistent. They did play against a very good Tennessee Titans team, obviously, last Monday night. But th- uh, what type of Dak are you going to get? You know what yeah. you're going to get from Ezekiel Elliott. You have no idea what you're going to get game to game from Dak Prescott. And when you play like that in the NFL, it's not going to work out nine times out of ten. Well, the good news for the Cowboys is that their division. It, it's pretty <laughs> wide open right now. I mean, the lead team is Washington, and nobody's really scared of Washington, to be honest, with a plus-one differential. They're 6-3. and three. Dallas at 4-5. and five. Philadelphia's at 4-5. and five. The Giants, of course, 1-7. and seven. So, I mean, you're Dallas. You're, you're feeling like you can uh, definitely claw back in. The thing about it is, is you're going to have to win the division. There's too much talent in the NFC right now to be a 4-5 and five team thinking that you can overtake teams like the Vikings, the Carolina Panthers. Uh, I mean, even the Seattle Seahawks, I probably like better at a four and five record than any of those teams. So uh, for for Dallas, you said it perfectly, though. Ezekiel Elliott is, is really the story here, more so than Dak Prescott. 151 yards on the ground, averaging 7.9. Uh, he also contributed six catches for 36 and a touchdown. I mean, he he was a machine. And when he's having games like that, they are a very tough team. to. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC. Stop. Did you see the leap that he had yes. over a safety? Oh my god! <laughs> well, I mean, he's a, you know, he's a former. Uh, yeah, he's a former. What is that? Uh, hurdler. Hurdler. There Thank you. Go. you. Just like how you hurdle over meat. Yeah, you yeah, just yeah. tofu. Woo! That's exactly. how you do it. Exactly. But your Dak Prescott uh, took four sacks. He he's got he's got to have a better clock in his head. He continues to to make these bizarre turns, like in the backfield, like he'll like almost spin into the the pass rush at yeah. times. And uh, no, I, I I think Dak Prescott is easily one of the top 32 quarterbacks in the league. That said, I understand the resistance some Cowboys fans have had to him and whether or not he's the franchise guy. No, he's not a franchise guy. No. No. Okay. All right, for the next one. 
cryptic tweet reading. <laughs> I'm getting this from Mike Florio. Cryptic tweet from Jalen Ramsey. Pro football talk. Quote, when I'm gone from here, y'all go and miss me. I ain't even tripping. LOL. For those who are not young out there, LOL. Laughing out loud. Mm-hmm. Gentlemen, that tweet from Ramsey. When I'm gone from here, y'all go miss me. I ain't even tripping. LOL. What do you read into it? Anything from Ramsey at all or just another tweet? Uh, just, I mean... <laughs> uh, just another tweet because if he believes that the Jaguars are going to trade him, the Jags aren't doing it. They're not, they're uh, not they, going to trade him. They might him. try tagging him. And if that's the case, that... I mean, look, Louis Le'Veon Bell just did. I mean, it's true. May, maybe Jalen Ramsey will call their bluff like Le'Veon Bell did, and that, that's why I kind of brought that up at the beginning. Is there's some ah. speculation that uh, what what might end up happening is they try to tag him, and he says no, and then they're going to try to tag him again, and he says no, and look, I I, I think Jalen Ramsey is posturing, sure, just a little bit, sure, and yeah, it is cryptic tweet, no question about it. That, that said, this is a guy that, that I mean, he isn't afraid to, to speak his mind. He isn't afraid to, uh, I mean, you remember that early in the year where he was talking about quarterbacks and, like, which ones were good, which ones were crap, and which ones uh, he didn't think, you know, that he thinks he, he can own, basically. I mean, he's not a guy that really minces words very often. No. So, uh, in some ways, yeah, cryptic, in other ways, he might believe it. That, yeah. uh, that, hey, you talk all this trash about my team right now. One day I'm going to be gone. You're all going to miss me. Yeah, speaking of things that are gone, how about the Jag season? It's gone. They've yeah. lost five in a row. Yeah, they're done. Uh, they're done. They're stinking in the bottom of the AFC South. And so I guess we'll miss the Jags when they're gone. Oh, wait, they are gone. They're done for the year. Next next, next subject. We're done with this guy. Damn. <laughs> all right, according to this article from ESPN, apparently the Jets are not likely – to fire Todd Bowles during the season. I guess ownership expected to stick with him. A source told ESPN they had their fourth straight loss. Uh, I, I want to get Nitro's thoughts on Bowles, but overall, 2018, the current thought process, do you guys think it is currently smart or not smart to part with head coaches during the year? Because I've heard, you know, many have said it's, you're definitely, you're mailing in the season. It, it's potentially considered kind of giving up the year, you know, your transition to whatever is that is in the future. What are you guys' thoughts on firing head coaches mid-year? Do you agree with it or not in the current current state of the NFL? If this was college, it's okay to do so. And the reason why is because of the early recruiting period now that you need to go and make sure you get somebody in place to be able to get recruits early on for that December signing period. In the NFL, to me, it makes no sense. Unless if you have a plan in place or the head coach is that much of a detriment to the team, you keep them on the staff until the end of the year, then you let them go. I 100% agree. I mean, you'd have to have real organizational dysfunction. The coach has got players quitting. Uh, there, there's got to be all sorts of locker room issues. That That's when coach needs to be fired midseason. But if it's something to this effect where the team is just not very talented, they've lost their starting quarterback, he's injured, they're starting Josh McCown, which some people say, oh, well, Josh McCown was pretty consistent. He's still like a 38-year-old quarterback. Yes. He's the backup for a reason. So, uh, I mean, I look, I'm not going to say that I te- completely telegraphed the Jets were going to lose this game the way they did to the Buffalo Bills. At the same time, there, there's no indication for me that, that this is 
imminent. They haven't done it since like 1975 was the last time the Jets, as an organization, fired a coach midseason. They're just also an organization that doesn't tend to do this. Yeah, by the way, next week they play up against uh, New England coming off. Uh, I think they're on a bye. Jets are on a bye. So their yes. next game will be against New England. Then they're at Tennessee, at Buffalo, at home against the Texans, <laughs> against the Packers, and then at the Patriots. They're not going to win another game. They may not win another game. <laughs> but that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world for the Jets. I mean, they're, they, they're so talent deficient as a team right now. How did the Broncos lose to them? I know. How did this happen? I know. Oh, my Lord. Well, look at this game against Buffalo. I mean, 83 rushing yards as a team. Oh, my God. Jeez. All right, go ahead. Moving on, uh, we heard the comments from Dion Lewis, former Patriots, now Titan after their win. Hell, yeah, it's personal. That's what happens when you go cheap. You get your ass kicked. Tom Brady went on WEEI, said it's an emotional thing. I think people have different emotional feelings. Dion had a great career here. It's hard to see great players go, and I know it's not for the first time it's happened. It's happened to a lot of guys. I am sure when they go to different places, they want to beat us. Absolutely. I can understand that emotion. We've had guys come from other teams, and they have wanted to beat that team. It's just part of the sport. He also went on to say, I give them credit. They beat us. When you win, you can say a lot of things. That is the reality of winning. We'll just take our lumps and try and learn from them and come out here and do a lot better the next six weeks. Where do you guys side? You like the comments from Lewis or you like what Tom had to say in response? I mean, I initially liked the comments of Lewis. Here's the problem, though. One team will be looking at an AFC championship game and another team will be out in the divisional round. Damn. And now it'll be Tennessee. I mean, it's just the way that it is. It's the way that Belichick and crew works. They know what they have to do in order to get to the bigger picture, which is to win a Super Bowl. Tennessee hasn't been past a divisional round since Steve McNair was the quarterback. So, sorry, the proof's in the pudding. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's a great place to crow right now. As I mean, look, you put a you beat them up thirty-four to ten. I mean, it's a great place to crow right now for Deion Lewis. The reality is, is this. I mean, Deion Lewis was a good running. Tom Brady's right. He's a good running back for them, but James White has been spectacular and they drafted Sony Michelle in the first round it's not it's not going cheap so much as kind of the Patriot way they just eventually look at uh, the the running backs as they are and they say we're going to find a rotation look they had Rex Burkhead still coming back yeah so so the thing about the, the Patriots has always been like this they always tend to say we're just going to have a bevy of backs and we'll rotate them in and the guy that's playing the best will will see the most time and whoever Tom likes the most and he likes James White look if Tom Brady had told the organization I need Deion Lewis Deion Lewis would still be there. Yes. But he but but he didn't say that, so Deion Lewis is gone. Congratulations. Maybe the signature win of the season for the Titans. I'm with you. You might not even win your division, and you're right now trying to scrape in there as the sixth wild card team. God bless you. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations on that win. And by the way, for guys who have left New England, Danny Amendola, how's Miami doing right now? I mean, they're okay. They're, they're not too they're hot, but they're, they're okay. They're, they're, they're struggling now, right? But yeah, that Brock Lobster. Right there. How about uh, with the New York Giants, Nate Solder? How's he doing at the left tackle? Damn. Pretty much once you leave, get your money all you can. But if you want to win, you stay in the cocoon, which is uh, Bill Belichick of the Patriots. Hey, What's secondary you? question to this. Do you think the time is now past where Belichick beats his disciples because now Patricia and Vrabel both get dubs this season? No, because uh, he still owns Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien's 0-5. So no, yeah, yeah. In one way, yes, maybe maybe the the newer guys, but uh, Bill O'Brien still has not figured out how to beat him. Are the Lions going to the playoffs? 
No. Are the Titans going to the playoffs? Maybe. Okay. That's all. That's all that I need to say. All right, last but not least, you can see the video online, crockettandstout.com, if you want to see what goes along with this, and I highly encourage that you do. It's been going viral the past 24 hours, and it will continue to do so here on Crockett and Stout. I, I leave you with this. Quentin Nelson. Yeah, I was going to say that all, that it sounded very eerily similar to Justin Adams' stretch on Friday. <laughs> You know, Nearly I similar. think it's time for a little side-by-side -side comparison. I yeah. think so. Okay, Quint yeah. Quentin Nelson. <laughs> Justin Adams. Oh! Wow. I'm telling you, <laughs> let's man. Get that, let's get that. Let's get, one more time. Quentin Nelson. <laughs> Justin Adams. Oh! That is eerily similar. If Justin we just Adams, add, are you sure didn't play all line? Yeah, see, if we just add a little bit of a football sound, a brrr, you know, like at the very end of that, I, I literally don't know if anybody can tell the difference. I literally don't. I, 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 we could just send that out and say, here's Justin Adams tackling somebody in studio. Here's but, Quentin Nelson in a live game rep. The new Yanny Laurel. <laughs> Seriously. Is it Nelson? I, is it Adams? Is it Nelson? Oh, it's Nelson. No, it's Adams. No, it's Nelson. Uh, I bring this up. I want to, uh, this is an opportunity to ask. I know that Mr. Chubb has been having a great rookie season. Do you guys at all think if you could go back, take it back all the way to the draft with how dominant Quentin Nelson has been, would you want the Broncos to consider Nelson or still all in on Chubb? No, I'm still all in on Chubb because uh, as great as Nelson is, Connor McGovern hasn't been bad. Now, he did have one bad game going up against uh, the, Jets. the Jets, but that was a bad game. Really, really, really bad, bad game. Got him benched. It did, but. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What you have out, and the most one of the most important positions in football today, having a pass rusher, you have that now with the guy who's starting to mature right before our eyes. He will be an all-pro one day. And once Von Miller's play starts to tail off, you pick it right back up with Bradley Chubb. So I'm fine with that. I'm not I'm not down on on the decision to go with Chubb over Quentin Nelson. As far as I think the way we talked about the draft, they they were the both safest floor yeah. guys. Uh, I mean, along really with Saquon to a certain level, but I mean those were the two safest floor guys. Tons of upside both ways. So I mean, you you basically took a look at both and you said, hey, look, we we felt pretty good about our offensive line. And we can always use more pass rushers, especially knowing, hey, look, you got Shane Ray and what's going to end up happening with his contract and, and likely be gone. And then and maybe you decide not to extend Shaq Barrett. I think you should, not just because of the CSU stuff. I think he's been spectacular. Yes. And I think it'd be a, a, a much better contract, easier contract for them to get through if they go with Shaq Barrett. So, but again, if they decide to keep up neither of them, well, then you've at least got somebody opposite Von Miller for the next several years. You're saying you're not the Oakland Raiders, that yeah. you have nobody. And by the way, Broncos should sign uh, Shaq Barrett now. Yeah. Like, you have an extra 7 to $8 million. Yeah. Go and sign him right now. Get him to that I contract. Agree. Like, get it done. Well, because and, and historically, the Broncos 
have sometimes waited a little too long on some of these deals. Brock Osweiler was an example of one that they waited a little bit too long, and then he ended up having kind of a bit of a run, helped them to win a Super Malik Bowl. Malik Jackson. And Malik Jackson's yes. a, per- a perfect example. Now, Malik said, hey, if they would have come to me earlier in the year, I would have done something. But now, I mean, again, you know, taking his word for it, perfect example right there. Uh, opportunities to sign guys before the season is up. They did it with Chris Harris. They did it with Derek Wolf. I am 100% with you. I think Shaq Barrett fits right into the mold of that. Should get it done now. He's the type of player that he may never be a a pro bowler, but he's the type of player that will be your backup that you could depend on to make 50 to 60 tackles a year, will have five to seven sacks, and he could also play in coverage. Who else do you want to fill in that role for two all-pro players that you have on the corner already? Like, you already have two bookings. Get that done, Denver. All right, gentlemen, that is it for the tofu-free crockpot. Hey, man, don't knock it till you try. Bring your own tofu to the party. I might have to. Okay. Jeez. Well, there's, other, there's other things that I that I, I enjoy besides that. I'm just. We may accommodate. <laughs> Probably don't, not. Don't I say don't even worry. Don't even worry about it, man. Uh, all right. Uh, I, I've, hey, look, Bad Daddy's Burger Bar, they have some of the best tater tots in town. And I, I've literally eaten my own weight in tater tots over the last hour and a half. So uh, I, I have no tots. issue. Give me some of your tots. That's so good. Give me some of your tots. All right, great stuff, Anthony Rod, 33. Tots! <laughs> good job, man. Uh, when we come back, I want to look around the AFC West a little bit. Uh, this story, have you seen this Mark Davis story about not blaming John Gruden for moving on from Khalil Mack and Amari Cooper? It's it's crazy. It, I mean, it, it is bananas. We're going to get to that uh, when we come back. This is... Uh, Crockett and Stout, Ryan Edwards, Justin Adams filling in for the fellas. They'll be back tomorrow live from Bad Daddy's Burger Bar for Monday Night Football as well as Bud Light Broncos primetime coming up at 6 o'clock with Dave, Rick, and Jeff Hireman on Orange and Blue 760. Welcome back to Crockett and Stout. Ryan Edwards, Justin Adams with you. Orange and Blue 760. The Shaq Barrett Show coming up around 520 tonight. Not around. It's at 520. That's right. The Shaq Barrett Show, presented by Safeway, will be uh, with us at 520. So stick around for that. Look forward to talking to number 48. I'd ask him, do you think you should be signed to a long-term contract right now? I think he'd say yes. Yes, yes, 100% yes. By the way, um, quickly with Shaq Barrett, I met him. After the Super Bowl season, and I was actually doing a shoot for him. Um, he was playing in a charity basketball game in Sacramento. Okay. And so one of his teammates or uh, one of his alums lives out in Sacramento, and so he was there for the, uh, I think it was a buff back or something like that type of type of basketball game. But in any case, um, he had a lot of fun, man, and we had a chance to sit down and get some In-N-Out burger together, so it was a lot of fun. Nice. That's awesome. In-N-Out is, uh, is delicious. Yes, sir. Again, the Shaq Barrett Show presented by Safeway in their Game Time Rewards program. Safeway, get in the game. That joins us at uh, 520 coming up here in just a little bit. All right, let me get to a couple storylines here. Uh, <laughs> man, this, uh, this storyline about uh, what, what Mark Davis said uh, to – now, this was in an interview, I believe. We find this here. He, he said this to uh, – Oh, gosh. ESPN.com. Paul Gutierrez. That's what it was. ESPN.com. 
And he said that, hey, don't blame John Gruden. Blame me for the reason why Khalil Mack and Amari Cooper aren't here. Check out some of the logic that they ended up using for this. And, and it's all BS, by the way. I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm going to tell you right now it's all BS. But I, I, I can appreciate why Mark Davis thinks this is a logical reason why not to sign Khalil Mack to an extension. Mm-hmm. He said basically that they tried to get a deal done, an extension done in 2017. But uh, the, uh, <laughs> they kind of ran out of money to be able to do it. So they, they tried to get a deal done. They said, we're going to wait. And so they waited. And then they hired John Gruden. And so then when it came to the next year, when they went to get it done, all they had left was really the amount of money that was available for his fifth-year option. And so they they tried to get him to sign a a really, really below-market kind of contract. And he said, you know, no, I'm not 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 saying there. And then they, they made this assumption basically that he was just going to that he was just going to show up and play because he's under contract and he's going to value his contract, when, uh, which is, which is kind of ridiculous. So they offered him this deal. He said, I'm not, I'm not going to play for $13 million a year because I need to be paid more than that. Yep. And so he called their bluff, and then they, they said, okay, well, fine. Then I guess, I guess we'll trade you since you're not going to honor your contract. And... Um, and, and, and then when they saw what he got signed for uh, with Chicago, they were like, well, we're never going to do that. And then the, he has the same agent, apparently, that Amari Cooper does. So rather than... Oh, my Lord. Uh, yeah, check this out. So rather than um, d- do a, any kind of deal, they said, no, we're not going to... On top of not doing a deal with Khalil Mack, we're not going to do with Amari Cooper because we don't have to deal with this agent again on the same deal in one more year. So they moved both guys off the team because they didn't want to have to negotiate top-end contracts with two of their best players. <laughs> and they're saying, stop blaming John Gruden for this because it, we made a decision. Not and Now, John Gruden, as he said, John Gruden really wanted Khalil Mack. Sure he did. Of course he did. I don't say he didn't. But I, I'm sorry, it, it's still kind of like on all of you. For whatever reason, you thought it was going to be okay to pay this guy a thirteen million dollar a year when he's going to easily make closer to twenty five million. Yes, which is really what he should be making, and then then you're going to try to sell it like, well, okay. And on top of that, because that went so badly, now we're not going to negotiate with Amari Cooper either, and we're just going to move on from him too. And you How, wonder, who does business like that? Well, you wonder why you're one and eight. That's the reason why you're one and eight, right? You, you don't know how to get things done. In a reasonable amount of time, it, it just, it just, it, it's the reason why you are what you are. And now you come back and you go to sell your fan base saying, hey, look at all the draft picks we have. Draft picks. The reality is you're a broke franchise in an industry that's a billion-dollar industry, and you can't pay somebody 60 to $70 million. You're a billion-dollar industry with a salary cap, and you can't pay them? Are you kidding me? That's the reason why you're losing. And you won't just lose this year. It won't just be next year. It's going to be years on down the road. But I bet you had enough money to sign uh, your head coach to a 10-year, oh, $100 million, million dollar deal, contract. right? Yeah, uh, unbelievable. But, yeah, their, their mindset it was that he, look, they said, this, this was the quote. My thought was this. Listen, he signed a five-year contract. If he's the type of guy that I think he is, he's going to honor that contract. This was about Khalil Mack. And he's going to come in and play for $13 million for this year, and then we'll work for him during the year and get it. 
word came back through certain players that know him and talk to him and know me as well that he wasn't going to come in. He was going to do the Le'Veon Bell. He's going to do the Le'Veon Bell. That's what he called that. At that point, I said, F it. The guy hasn't talked to anybody. We've got to do something. You know what this does is talk? an owner of, a, of an NFL right, franchise. Right. And this is the reason why your team won't be winning for the next decade. Because you, it's how you treat people. At the, at the end of the day, it's how you treat people. And he's one of your top performers, if not the top performer on your team. Pay him. And you know what? The thing is, ultimately, any NFL organization can pay anybody. Exactly. You, you can make this work. The, the salary cap goes up every year. It does. And so you know, you know that. So, so the, the argument that, well, we didn't have enough money for it is so bogus. Yes. If I'm a Raiders fan and I'm reading this garbage from my ownership, <laughs> I, I mean, they're already, they're already moving on without me anyways. And quickly, if I'm a Raider player oh, and man. I see this, there's right. no way I'm signing there. 100%. 100%. All right, we will come back. We'll reset uh, some of our topics on the Chargers. The Shaq Barrett Show coming up in about 20 minutes. Don't go anywhere. It's Orange and Blue 760. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.